This is Ben C on Griper. 718-339-6020. The cell phone is 347-563-0951. And we'll begin today the second in the series of Creating Good Marriages. And to emphasize <clears throat> that you create your marriage. In most cases, people create their situations in marriage. And if they don't, they're in a predicament, which is very, very hard many times, but is also there that you should overcome it. And most problems are not catastrophic. Very, very huge, for example. Many everyday, weekly, monthly Experiences happen. And last week you spoke about being the best party. You yourself have to really work very hard on yourself. On working on midos, working on learning, working on self-fulfillment, doing things that you make progress, you feel good about, that I've always Hashem, we spoke about this, we spoke about the was last week. But this, we're going to emphasize creating your marriage. There's so much possibilities. In most cases that have been seen, most of them, most of them, I'm talking 99% can be overcome. Even the ones we hear stories, he and she, he and she, many of those cases are even exaggerated. Even they are exaggerated. There's still ways. There's still ways. But most of our issues in marriage aren't the extreme cases. Or at least our most are workable cases. So this week, we're going to look at Ramilla's first commandment of marriage. Save tape 620. Could be the most sold also. The Rav said, be realistic, expect the unexpected. And the truth of the matter is, when a person gets married, unexpected things happen small. It could be small things like him coming late, raising his voice, sloppy house. Little things come up. Sometimes perpetual things come up. We see uh, he's not making it a davening. We see... She's not ready when she's supposed to be ready. And he forgot. She forgot. Then it becomes thing. He comes home. He has to sit on the couch. And she's expecting the whole day waiting for him. And then he comes home expecting supper. And it's not there for who knows how long. For months. There's so many things come up. Perpetual. Moods. All of a sudden, the happy lady you thought you had a... How come she's always nagging? Happy man I always have. How come he comes home grumpy? There's many, many things that come up temporarily each day. And some things are long, long lasting. So it's very, very urgent for every individual really to start this process. Because Ramon mentions 
expect the unexpected. And even if we expect them every day, we still get upset. <laughs> so, because we're so spoiled, everything should go away. Any little thing against our rut zone, we can't take. And then it becomes a uh, from a little string to a rope to a knot to a problem. So, the Rav said, you're going to be shocked. Because especially more what a person expects hunky-dory. And doesn't realize when you were married, or before you were married, you had ups and downs. Like everybody else. I'll tell you a secret, probably more downs. Dragging and this and that, why, where, how. This one bothers me. When you got married, over some certain purpose... But you're going to still have ups and downs after a while. And then what happens? The new phenomenon? Blame your mate. So therefore, we have to look a little bit. And everyone who studies a little Amuna, a lot of these tests are for you. If you look at yourself for what you need, that selfish self is not selfish anymore. That arrogant self is not so arrogant. Man, when he gets married, he knows. Ego gets thrown out the window. So instead of let it be thrown out the window, put it on the doorstep on outside, then walk in without the ego. Because it's a whole new world. And the Rav said, with this whole new world, you have to have a Rebbe. You have to have a Rav, a mentor, every man and woman. If you don't, you're going to figure it out by yourselves. I know a guy 40 years married, and Miller told me I should talk to this man, even though he's married a lot longer than me years ago. And he would complain. She did this. She told me when I spoke, she disagreed. And I'm saying to myself, but he mentioned to my in a nice way because I was younger. You know, join the program. This is part of a certain program in marriage. That you join the program, you'll see you work along with it, but you'll see it's for your benefit and your omidos in the family situation and everything else. Took him, and not just the other day he told me, oh, I know I'm not going to have any co- confrontations anymore. But what happened in the first 45 years of marriage? Why let it go so far? So we see there's a certain way that people are put together, and there's reasons. And you might be saying, oh, he doesn't understand me. So we'll talk about some stories, and... We'll work it out. So the first step, you need a Rebbe. And I remember when I went to Rebbe Miller one of the first times that uh, I um, just got married and all the relatives and schmoozing, and I wasn't a person to schmooze so much, to talk so much. New kid on the block. And I went to the Rev. Rev looked at me and said, join the club. We all go through it. And it was only one time out of many. Many times, Rabbi Brock told the same thing. I speak to Rabbi days and days just to understand what to do. And the Rabbi would listen, the Rabbi would listen. And it almost make me patient and become more able to, to deal with situations everyone goes through at different levels. Again, some are a little extreme. But I guarantee everyone has had an extreme situation with the mate. Whatever it is. 
But the big advice, again, we all go through it, and not in a negative way. It's part of, uh, you're working out with weights, there's going to be pain and aches in the first. About two, the listening aspect, understanding act, not responding right away aspect. You figure out things later on that, wow, I'm glad I didn't say anything, or I'm glad I admitted I was wrong, because I found out I was. And I made a, a real mountain out of molehill. So uh, a first step, just before the unexpected part, and then some scenarios and stories, you plan before you walk in your house or call your mate. Expect unexpected. Like I said, expected. She forgot again. He forgot again. <laughs> expected. Expected. It's a big thing because you expect the unexpected and you learn how to respond to it even though internally you can't handle it is a big, big thing. Especially, again, you have a rabbi, a mentor to talk to about it who's objective understands men and women, understands your wife and your husband, not general understanding and practices. That's something that has to be pushed. So we always mention, before you walk into, expect to unexpect. You have an idea what's going on Tuesday night, you know, Wednesday night and Sunday morning. You know what's going on. Expect unexpected, expect encounters. So one thing, become numb. In other words, it says when <clears throat> Paro and the Marcus and Bechaya says became numb. Harden means numb. Numb to all the things. If you walk, it's called manukas and nefesh. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to try to put my emotions aside a little bit. And you walk in and right away, Feel numb, which means manukas and nefesh, a calmness of mind. Because you expect things. And as you do that, you walk in already preparing. Preparing what's going to be and what you have to do. You know Thursday night you're going to go get that broom and help your wife. Well, you know Tuesday has a long meeting. He'll have supper ready for him. There's so many things we'll talk about routines. That's the next step. But there's so many encounters that you can prepare for. Create your mate. You walk into the house, we'll talk about it again. How to treat the wife, how to treat the children. There's so many ways. Then we have our no tension zone. You walk in. Encouragement. The MS. Truth. In your words toward your mate as far as encouraging. You will find something good about your mate. Every time. After a while you'll be talking praises and every day. How'd you do this? Wow, you did this. You made supper ready. Spaghetti was ready and the house is clean. And, or even the house is all messed up. You go, wow, but look at the children. How happy they are. Who knows? You go, fine. Husband comes home a hard day at work. How do you still walk? You woke up four and five in the morning, diving everything else. And thank you for working and helping and whatever help. You find the positive 
truthful encouragement. Second is, yes, sure, Simon says. We say it over and over again. Just get used to it. Why start tension or controversy? You're sure. You walk in. Wife asks you, sure. Sure, Bruce. We mentioned many times there's a program. A wife, when she gets married, she has four arms. That's the way she made it. Like, owned you in a way, but if you would forget the milk, she'll get angry. But she wouldn't forget the milk. It's a way to build oneness right away, but us guys just don't get it. And also, she expects Superman. You walk in, you're the king, they say, right? You're the king, she's the queen. Well, here's your definition of king, King David the Melech. He walked around. Every day he had time for people. And what happened? Complaint, complaint, complaint. Some would spit at him sometimes. And some would, uh, the biggest problems in the world. And some would mess up and he had to fix it up. Walk in the house, you're Superman. You're Superman. You expected so much. So much expected of you. A few things. And these things, and you walk in and you don't think she listens to you. There's a whole bunch of things. She listens. <laughs> and then her, too. Right? You, husband with, a, with his wife, the wife looks at the husband. He's not the Superman. <laughs> and she gets disappointed. Things on a regular basis, he's not Superman. Maybe in working-wise and learning-wise and calmness-wise and talking-wise. It's a who knows. Disappointment. So, but it's a program to get to know the husband when he comes home, what ticks, what he needs, etc. And we'll see a little bit the program is, is nice so we get to know how to work. So that's why learn to say, yes, yeah, sure, sure. Again, you have a rabbi. You have someone to talk to to see what is normal or not. And ninety-nine percent of the time, you find, well, you did far. You did fine. This is par for the course. But it's hard. Inside is bubbling. And the last of the no tension zone is validate. Even your wife says or husband says something totally opposite. What you think? Your first piece response is, I hear your point. I hear your point. You're listening. You're listening. Big thing, to listen is very, very urgent, to listen. There's a whole big difference. Right away, there's no tension. A lot less than, like no smoking zone or tension zone. Encourage your BMS, yeah, sure, and validate. And if things get a little hectic, you have a rabbi. A whole different life, guys. So now we're going to look at stories a little bit where... Be realistic, expect the unexpected happens. Couple was married 16 years. <clears throat> and after a while, wasn't really working, wasn't helping in the home, wasn't learning. What led to this point 16 years later? Many reasons, him and her. But this is the situation. Phone call was made, a certain person, and he called... Say my wife wants out. The rabbis say psychologists want it, therapists want it, agencies are giving me money. And my, he said my wife wants out, and she's getting all these offers and people are telling. So I listened to him. So said, let me speak to your wife. So happens, 
pretty big miracle. She called. She said, I don't want your help. You're the last one. So same speech. The worst of the worst. And only validation. She had tiniest listening. So then he called later again. So she was shocked. This is unreal. She, her whole idea of relationship and everything else was shot down. But since it was a little bit of searching, a little bit of wanting to know to do the right thing, so he was told the following. Not dealing with Psychology 101, make a list, etc. Let's go back to your past. In this case, right now, what are we going to do? So he was told, it's Thursday night. I remember it was Thursday night. You clean the kitchen, clean the house. When she wakes up Friday morning, it's going to look nice in the kitchen. The sink is clean. And you thought about her. Doesn't seem so big, but this is what was told. Second, she wants some Torah, plans, say something at Shabbos table. You sit there, plan, get involved. And with the children, make sure you spend time with them. On Shabbos, let her rest. Another, make sure there's no tension. You walk in, encourage, yes, sure, and validate. And another, he told me he's working a little bit here and there. You gotta work full time now. No nonsense. And I said, don't say anything. Later on, she called, and what do you tell my husband to get this marriage together? I told him not to say anything. All of a sudden, Friday night, Shabbos, and Sunday, a phone call. And she said, it was the greatest, nicest Shabbos I ever had. Came in, he helped, and he helped, and the children he played with, and he said, they Torah, and on and on accolades. She said, what am I going to tell all the therapists and the agencies now? I don't know. I said, give it another day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I called him up, and I said, this is not hocus pocus. You're going to do this for the next 120 years. No hocus pocus, yeah? Next day again, what do I do? So, let's go back to two weeks later, phone call. My first complaint. Everything else is the same. Working six days a week now. And he comes home and he helps and doesn't have time to learn Torah. So I said, we'll get a, a Shabbos shir for him. It's the exact story of what happened. Pretty exact. So you see, expected the unexpected, but there was a way out. Another wild situation. Two people, Balchuvas, got married. She went much faster than him. And this man, before he was he had a little drinking problem. And unfortunately, he came back again. All of a sudden, Shabbos was uh, watching Dallas Cowboy games, football games. Finally, someone contacted, and she was says, "I think she said this is my three children. I, he's a good man, but he's he's just not there." 
So again, conversation again. Expect this. These are, I'm talking about extreme, unexpected situations. And yet, she was devoted. And he was spoken to. Finally got through to him. He was said to go to Alcoholics Anonymous. He had to deal with that. And he was told, also, you got to work. You got to get your work. And that was worked out. And once a week, learned Torah. Also, after a month, he said, okay, I'm ready. And the answer was no. Because you can't go back to similar situations. It has to be some sort of improvement. Doesn't mean every little thing, but but panemius. But you have to look panemius, the inside. So after six months, he said, I'm ready. I said, no. You can start dating again. He dated for six months. A year back in the house. That must be 10, 12 years later. They have six children. So this is unexpected. But parties were able to fix it up. And if this extreme, less ones too, lesser ones too, woman 11 years married, also told, can't take it, comes home, goes to the computer, complains this and that, and have a time with me, I can't take it anymore. So this time we went for her for an eight, so let's try. And when he came home, she had a watermelon spread for him. Said, honey, you worked hard today. Here's your 15 minutes, half hour. And gave him that room. That spread for him. Nice, kind. That was a Thursday. Got a call Friday. I can't believe it. He's like a new person. He stayed home. Then went out to lunch. Came home early. Helped with the children. And we're talking about one day out, one day in. Another call, one from Philadelphia, 20-something years married. And every once in a while, I get the phone call. I can't take it. I can't take it. He comes in grumpy, complaining, complaining. I can't take it anymore. And that's all it. There's a grump, and she's a grump, and there's fighting. So what do you do when he walks in? Well, I'm waiting for him to say a hello. So let, maybe you'll start with the hello. Big hello. Big welcome. I get next day a phone call. What? Different man, he gave me a big hello back. So things can happen. Things can change. And sometimes, it's the other way around, too. No man got married. And she came from a broken home. And he came from a background he didn't know too much about. Hebrew studies, but they both accepted this upon themselves. They would deal with it. What was fun when they got married, anything he said he did, he, she was like yelling at him. Certain thing they call Asperger's was a serious thing. And he could have ran. The mood, the changes, the blame. And what happened was, dealt with it, and learned how to deal with her and the children, and she understood a little bit too since he was being you know, workable. She also learned a little bit how to deal, and still problems, issues are still there. 
But now, fortunately or later, another one coming. He dealt with a very, very hard situation. Very, very hard. Very hard situation. But I know on the other hand, another situation, another couple of situations where the man had similar with a lady. That's really unexpected. But instead of trying to go a route of constructive, went a different route. A route of going to someone to speak to her and him. And now she was on the, she might think of firing squad, but she couldn't take finding out who she was because already she was weak because of this certain mental way of thinking. And now she felt the husband was like a like a Nazi. She couldn't take it. She was, he was watching everything she did. And he became the biggest enemy. The biggest enemy. You want to be very careful when you're dealing with your mate and weaknesses. After a while, you have to think. So if I bring out these weaknesses. Okay, now we're all on the same page. No, personal weaknesses... Hearing them and really not being able to do too much about it is not a plus. And most of us weaknesses, pretty much, the Ben Lagoyne said, the change in me is almost impossible. So who you are is who you are. The question is how you can deal with it and work with it. To confront somebody, someone tells you exactly, says, Ani Yosef in the Pasha, right? So what does it say before Shem? That the brothers say, brothers, Yomadin, this is who you are. You made the mistakes, can you imagine? So all of a sudden, Ali Yosef, a woman hears exactly who she is. Wow, you're like frazzled, you're burnt, or a man finds out exactly who he is. Not saying to ignore it, but there's ways to work with it, but also continuing the constructive, creative encouragement and positiveness in the marriage. I know a man who married someone, found that she was very, very sloppy. And therein, therein, so he took the format of, no, I'm looking at her strengths. So happened she was excellent at certain skills, and he would encourage, encourage those skills until he became a representative, and the rest, the rest she would apologize for not being what she should be. But not because of negative, it went all positive, all her strengths were emphasized. So there's, there's ways, there's ways, and after a while it becomes like a happiness marriage. This is the idea, ayin tov, it says before Shem, ayin tov, looking good, especially on one mate, it's not only schusam, things will be good for you. Things will be very, very good for you. The story's like that, very, very, very good for you. I know a man, he, he got married and... As capable as he thought the lady, one time she left a shoe in the fridge, kids would go out to, to the bus stop with, who knows what they were wearing, if they were wearing. He had to deal with a lot. But he held on, he worked with her, and she got accomplishments little by little. She had a clean table one day after a while. All right. They're together and the kids are growing. There's stories about women like this and men like this. And we're like this. And you can go down to a lot, lot simpler, not simpler, but other situations with 
working hard, times in a month, pregnancies. Pregnancies. Well, man, I got married and recommended, very nice, pretty, very good girl. After right away, she became pregnant. In a month, she came a little fatter. She was throwing up and she couldn't eat. She couldn't cook. He went to me. How'd you do this to me? Guy, you're not in the program here. Now, another guy who I found out later, because Deborah spoke to me the, a month later, and I, been, I didn't know him until it was unfortunately too late. When his wife was in the situation, he didn't get it. And he said, what are you nagging about? Leave him. I can't even be near you. I can't. And he had a whole, whole thing. But like, you missed everything. You missed everything about her, what she's going through. And unfortunately, the blame, blame. And he had everyone convinced. I had a conversation with him. I built it up. And finally, at the end of the conversation, I said, like, I'm pretty much your fault to a great extent. Because if you would have dealt with her right, she would have understood maybe, maybe she'd continue, you know, nagging, getting upset quickly, and you're walking on eggshells. How many men have not walked on eggshells in their life being married? We all have. Why? Not because any deficit in the lady. Again, there are times, there are pregnancies, there are so many different situations. One time, I taught a class at night. A man said he wants to drive me home. Spoke to me about his wife and they wanted to meet. So about 11 o'clock at night, we met them. And he said to me beforehand, you know, they wanted to see a psychiatrist and psychologist. They all say, they wanted to talk about it. So, the man went out of the room. I spoke to her a little bit. And they all poskin, and the husband was Gavaldic. He was really trying. He was more in eggshells than anybody else. Then she opened up and said, I had three miscarriages in the last year. What woman would not be a basket case? And they were recommending high drugs and everything else under the sun. I didn't get the program here. This is what she, and I said, it's normal. We have to see how to work on this. But it's normal what you're going through. Not even normal. How you stand up is a major miracle. The husband had a big talking to. That Simon says big time. Simon says all the time. And had to meet with somebody, a lady who was an expert in talking about this. And in time, believe it or not, in this case, without medication, everything settled out. So this was expecting, unexpected. He was like shocked, and she was unexpected, and everyone who poskined was saying she's lost. So these things are are happening. The husband and wife. He was a micromanager. Like he was so careful with his money before he got married. Like he knew every penny he spent. This was him. Married a lady who, very nice lady, 
but not too affectionate lady. Very, very cold in general. This happens. This happens. Everyone knows it happens. That's why it's very important, this idea we'll talk about another time, attention, appreciation, affection. And people use it as weapons, affection. But here was like pretty normal for her to a certain extent. She was a cold lady. So after a while, she couldn't take it because he watched every penny she spent. He knew when she bought a donut in the store on the way, just, uh, you know, when she brought the children to school. And after a while, she was like under a radar. I kept talking to him, leave her alone. For example, if you go to the store, your wife says, go get milk and orange juice. And you say, yes, but you say, no, maybe you'll go. You know, she goes, no, I'll go. All of a sudden, she comes back with a, you would have came back, you would have come back with a $2 order, maybe $3 order. She comes with a $30 order. You almost fall down. Because she's, she's thinking three dot boxes of dishes are not enough. We need two milks. Oh, we need cereal. This is missing. Spice. She's looking at the home. Every guy has experienced this, and you get a little knh. You got to catch yourself after a while. This is the program. She's looking at the home and the goodness. Oh, what do you mean? What do we need? 15 boxes of tissues? Guys, join the club. It's okay. It was up to us. We'd have one box, and all of a sudden we'd be in, in trouble. So, but he didn't get that. And on the other hand, she knew she was, and then she was even less sensitive, less, there was less affection than him. His response was now she didn't catch herself. This is my husband. This is who he is. So, first of all, he should have kept, caught himself and said, listen, by doing this, she's becoming less affectionate. That's not so good. So his response should listen to a program. For example, so the man was very a big rabbit, very stingy with his money. So anytime someone would come in for, uh, for seducah, he would open up his wallet, close his eyes and say, take, take, because he couldn't take it. Here too, if he would have just close his eyes, learn, listen, this is not productive. He was told over and over again, this man. And if he learned to just close, not look at the, you know, what she spent every every penny that she spent, it would have been different. Her on the other hand, knew her husband. She knew getting that donut irked him. So don't get that donut. Think a little bit how you can say, I know you're working hard on your money, and watch yourself a little more and show it out. Tell him out loud. You'll calm him down. But no, she immediately did it almost against him after a while. So she was irking him to no end. And then affection, she just, she just cut off. So they both, unexpected, they didn't deal with it properly. Very, very hard situation for both of them. But they could have succeeded. They could have succeeded. Him working on himself and working with her, giving her that room a little bit. And she also, thinking about how he felt, and still showed the affection to keep it going. So these things are workable. Miller once sent me a couple once. 
that they weren't talking. They were separate from each other. So I remember those days. I got on the phone with him. They didn't have to call her ID. And he called her. And I was tell- dictating to him what to say. She was very provocative on the phone. It was amazing. If he would have been there just speaking to her directly, forget about it. It would have been another war. But he was told, don't say this, say this, don't say this. And after a while, they got back together. How to speak, how you say this. I mean, speak what's on your mind all the time. And, you, and the other party provokes. So, okay, they're mad. Don't provoke back. There's so many ways we can deal. Responses to the and wife is encouraging and listening and Again, the assure and validate and expect the unexpected and ask her of and speak and see what to do. So a man can and a woman can create their own marriages. There's many, many situations. I gave some regulars and some very extreme ones. It's very, very workable. You have to expect the unexpected from the little things he forgot, she forgot, to the big things you find out. It's a whole way of life, a whole characteristic, a character trait. But it's so workable, everybody. I remember sitting when Ramilla said this, be realistic, expect the unexpected. And I was listening. How is this the first commandment? It's the first commandment, everybody. And if you learn a deal a little bit, like we said, no tension zone, and come in and try to create, know what to do beforehand, and expect, and then not react right away, and know. And some of this, many of this, almost every situation, most situations, almost every situation can be saved. It takes a lot of work. In the older days, they kind of accepted these things a lot more. Now we feel every little thing is a big thing. So it's urging everyone that be realistic, expect the unexpected, even though it might be expected these days. And if a person learns how to create oneself, be the best party, how to create a plan, a situation, how to respond, how to listen. You can create good marriages, everyone. And there's going to be stress, agus nefesh, and everything else. But there'll be so many good times. And most of your work every day is avodas Hashem. All avodas Hashem. Bori Olam is, is happy with it. And you'll see all the time. So many times he saves the day. As it says, a person who controls anger and a person who even Kamochal can change worlds. Can change worlds. And that's up to us. It's up to us. You could have the power to change worlds. There's also stories in that too. A person who controls and hundred evils pass you away. You have no idea 
how so many good things will come your way. So again, we have to go weiter, about Hashem, and create good marriages. You can see you in Griper, 718-339-6020.